From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, February 17th. I'm Sarah Wright. There are so many different ways to get a vaccine, but the supply is still scarce. Adventist Hospital, which gets its own allocation of doses from the state, is holding age-based mass vaccine events. CVS Pharmacy in Ukiah is taking appointments for people 65 and older. The County Public Health Department is administering vaccines to people who are at risk because of their occupations. And the federally qualified health centers, which get all their supplies from the county, are vaccinating people in both categories. There's a catch-as-catch-can quality to getting a vaccine now, with people patrolling the right sites, showing up at the right time, and answering the phone when it's an unknown number that turns out to be a health center offering a shot. Lucretia Renteria, who runs the Mendocino Coast Clinics in Fort Bragg, says her health center has administered 1,879 vaccines, including 622nd doses. She's relying heavily on VaccinateMendo.com, local employers, and her own patient roles going back to 2009. And the county has administered more Moderna doses than it's received because some of the vials have more than 10 doses in them. So if you're on a standby list, you'd better really be standing by. One of our events that we did last week was a Moderna event. We had planned to give out 310 vaccines, and we got 31 vials, but we only had to use 28 of them because we pulled 11 and some 12 doses. We always have people on a standby list who are, you know, ready for their first vaccine when we do second vaccine events. The event that we did on Wednesday was a second vaccine event, but that was Pfizer. And we did 312 second Pfizer vaccines. But out of the supply that we were given, 61 vials of Pfizer to meet the need that we had for the 300 people, we pulled 88 extra doses and called down food service workers for the 88 first-time doses. When we pull people off of the food service, A lot of times it's much easier for us because we just tell their employers, okay, you get get me 10 people down here now, as soon as you can get them here. And how have you been locating the elderly folks? I know that that's been way more difficult because they're not often connected to an employer. Well, we, we utilize our patient database also. And so if you've ever been seen at MCC, If that contact information is still good, we've got names and phone numbers. So we've been calling off of that database, and then we've been calling off of vaccinatemendo.com and really trying to encourage people who contact us and say, you know, I'm not a patient there, but I want to get on the list, then we ask them to to get on vaccinatemendo.com. And I'm wondering, too, if you're able to collect demographics about the race and age of people being vaccinated. For the most part, not for everybody, because we didn't start it in the very beginning, but um, we've kind of increased what we're trying to collect on now. We have a mandate to put it into the California Immunization Registry within 24 hours of having given the vaccine. And when you do 400 in one day, that's a lot of data entry. And of course, if, if people are our patients, we have that data. I know that I have looked and we do have some representation from the Latino community. I would like it to be higher, but we definitely, in the senior population, 75 and over, uh, when I had looked at some of the the data from the first uh, couple of clinics that we were collecting that on, we had about 10% 
of of the those vaccinated were Latino. I spoke last week with some uh, representatives of the Promotores de Salud in Willits, and they were saying that at some of the clinics, the people administering the vaccines had not yet gotten the word that it was acceptable to take, you know, letters of employment and other proof of employment that people who might not be documented wouldn't have. And I'm wondering what kinds of proof of employment you're taking. We're not requesting proof of employment or um, identification. We've gotten people's names from their employers. I'm trusting that the employers are giving us their staff names. And then at the event themselves, we're not asking for any identification. I believe that's a deterrent for people. If you're working in a cash-based system, then you're not going to have a paycheck stub or you're not, you know, if you don't have documentation, I just really don't think that we're here to to have people prove to us. If you're in our patient database, we contacted you and we already know that you're over 75. So one of the interesting things that I found when I was helping to make some of the calls to um, schedule for our la- one of our last events that was targeting 75 and over was that maybe the patient, ha- the 75-year-old or 80- 86-year-old probably had already been vaccinated, but their caregiver, who was a private caregiver, hadn't. So I was registering those people for their vaccines at that time. If you were a private caregiver, then, you know, then we can bring them in for a vaccination clinic. Big changes are coming at every level. Today, the county is rolling out my turn, a state sign-up system. And possibly as early as March, the state will start to prioritize vaccine for people with disabilities. Soon, Blue Shield will take over the distribution of the coveted supply. And the Biden administration is working on a new plan for the federal government to send vaccines directly to the federally qualified health centers. For now, Renteria says she's carefully maintaining those standby lists. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.